Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcasts. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. To find out more about them or any of the other authors from the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com where you'll find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. Now, today we are speaking with Dr. Tracy Novosel. Now, Dr. Tracy is a physician, life coach, speaker, author, and mother who's made it her mission to help people live a purposeful life full of joy and happiness. Dr. Tracy has a diverse background from mechanical engineering to a flight surgeon in the US Navy to floating down the Amazon on a medical mission to being a doctor for over 20 years and now a life coach. Dr. Tracy's superpower as a physician was achieving relief for patients who'd struggled for years because she took the time to see the entire patient, not just the disease. Throughout this process, Dr. Tracy realized that she could help more people through personalized coaching. As a result, her trainings, teachings, and life experiences have assisted thousands of patients and clients to reach their goals. Dr. Tracy's passion to help others live their best life is powered by a vision of everyone having the tools to unlock their true potential, realize their worth, and step into their greatness. Dr. Tracy helps busy, overwhelmed women find ease, joy, and fulfillment in life so they can impact their family, community, and the world. So please join me in welcoming to the show, Dr. Tracy. How are you, Dr. Tracy? I'm doing great, Ben. How are you? Thank you so much for having me here. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm, I'm going through your incredible book here, Elevate Your Results, and far out, what a journey. You have been on, you are like the master of transformation. It's just, I, I read through it, I'm just in awe of what you've achieved and all the lives you have um, transformed. So I, I'm really uh, humbled to have you on the show today. Well, thank you. You're, you're too kind, Ben. Thank you so much. I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. I know a lot of the listeners out there, they maybe have a copy of your book, maybe they don't. Uh, but I do know they, they really want to uh, get to know you at a much deeper level and they, they want to find out uh, what caused you to be so effective at generating such an incredible amount of relief in so many people's lives. So I, I guess I like to dive in by just finding out, you know, in your life as you've been traveling along, uh, what do you think is the biggest lesson that you've learned along the way? Uh, I love that answer, Ben. And, and it's a, I think it's a an important one because it took me a long time to figure it out but it's that the answers we seek are inside ourselves and you know what if i could have learned that when i was in my 20s or teens oh my gosh i can only imagine how free that would have been and what an impact that would have had on my life but for me to know my purpose to truly own it in my core that took outside help a coach helped that coach for me was the person that helped guide me asking the right questions. And it took a lot of learning about different things that I hadn't even thought about initially, like learning about mindset, how our brain functions, what drives us. And it also took looking at my own values, my own beliefs, and even the questions that I was playing over and over in my head. 
And I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you've probably been in a similar situation with sometimes just the voice inside your head. Got it. So it was, it was the whole idea was that you discovered that, uh, people have all the answers inside like like that was a big thing for you and it sounds like you went on quite a journey of um, transformation and, and getting your own um, coaching along the way as well so tell me how do you know when you found the answers or that you've achieved this great question so my journey began as a child I was extremely shy and insecure and then as I got older, despite achieving milestones and goals and even years of education and advanced training, my shyness and insecurity, it simply morphed into the imposter syndrome in my professional life. And again, so it's just through the coaching and mentorship and countless courses that I finally discovered how to quiet my brain and to drop into my heart and to just listen, to find the true answer. So to more directly answer your question, Ben, you know how sometimes an idea just resonates with you and you don't just know it in your mind, but in your body and your core and every fiber in your being? That's the answer that has taken nearly my entire life to finally achieve. But it's instilled an in inner confidence and inner reliance. It's actually liberated and broken my own self-imposed chains. And it's released an incredible weight that I've been carrying around. So what has this actually allowed you to do? Allowed me to use my voice. And using my voice allowed me to leave a career I loved in medicine because of a deeper calling and to start a new business during COVID and actually while I was still grieving for the loss of my sister. So by me using my voice, I'm hoping to give the courage to just one other person to use theirs. And then it's all been worth it. So, so uh, based on all of that that you've said there, what would you ultimately like your legacy to be as a result of all the work that you've done? Mm, that's a great question. So to me, legacy is obviously a step beyond how you're remembered. It's something that's left behind for the next generation to pick up and continue, not because they have to, but because they're inspired to. I can't imagine not doing it. They see it as our destiny and who they're meant to be and become, which brings me to my mission. I want us all to become our own legacies, our own best versions of ourselves. If we can make that a reality for every man, woman, and child, what couldn't we accomplish in the world and what problems couldn't we solve? You know, there's no limit to our minds or what we can accomplish or create. And it doesn't matter who you are right now. If you're listening to this, it doesn't matter where you are in life. What matters is starting to see who you want to be, to become. So personally, I was just simply living and I didn't even realize mm -hmm. it. I thought like, thought that life was good and even pretty great. But when I look back at the life I had, I realized I was really just going through the motions. I was letting too many external things dictate me, my thoughts, my decisions, how I felt and what I did. And now I'm in control. I'm creating a life I love. I'm creating who I become. And there's this freedom that comes with that. 
you know, that weight is lifted. There's a letting go and allowance, an allowance to let you be you. And there's an allowance that to start to take action on what's important to you, to follow your heart, to let go of the judgment, let go of being afraid of what others will think or say or do about you. And letting go of the decisions and the stories that also often hold us back. Ultimately becoming our own chains of bondage. So it's an acceptance. Sorry, Ben. It's an acceptance of yourself in totality, just the good, the bad, the ugly. So accepting yourself. So I think there's probably listeners out there that are saying, okay, I get it. I accept myself. I, I get my life happening. But what about when life gets messy? What, what are they meant to do then? Yeah, yeah I, I totally get that. And I don't want this to come across all airy-fairy, optimistic cheerleader because life does get messy. It's not all fun and games. Unexpected, horrific things happen. And despite that, on a day-to-day, often moment-to-moment basis, I can generally choose to be happy in my heart and soul. I get to choose. You get to choose. We all get to choose how to respond, what to see, what to focus on. So I'm not saying there aren't going to be periods of intense emotions. There are. Of course, we need to have them. We need to experience them. We need to go through them. But we don't need to let them define us. We get to write the story of our lives. So what, what about the circumstances that people would, would deem to be like outside of their control or things of that nature? Uh, true. There are often so many circumstances outside of our control. And we get to decide what to do with that. Do we let those circumstances control us or do we step up? Do we get the help and support needed and decide that we are in control of how we respond? So I guess is that when I, when I think about people who, who do all transformational work, people always have some kind of message they want to share with the world or some type of thing that they'd like everybody to hear based on their experience. So is that your message that you want to share with the world? Yeah. So, well, my message is you are enough. You are love. You are life. You have all that you need within you right now. I know that sounds like a lot and trust me, you know, not too long ago, I probably wouldn't have believed it. I would have thought it was a bunch of made up words and hogwash. And I would have found people in my life to support that way of thinking. But sometimes it just takes one person to have an empathetic ear that doesn't give you the answers, but instead asks you the questions that guide you to your own answers, the right answers for you. And that's where coaching comes in. So my message is you are enough. You are love. You are life. You have all that you need within you right now. So it sounds that, um, you know, I've read through your book here and it definitely it, it, there's the reality that uh, you've had to use this whole concept on yourself at, at many times throughout your life. What would you say is the worst thing that you've, you've ever had to you know, awaken to the fact that you are enough, that you are light, that you are love, that what's the worst thing you've had to endure where you had to rely on these, this information, this message, these tools? Yeah, I hesitate to mention it in a short podcast because I don't want it be to be too heavy. 
but it's important because it's defined who I am and it's it's what's made me be here at this mo- precise moment in time. Yeah. I lost my sister during COVID when she decided to take her own life. The emotional turmoil and grief and sadness, regret, it was just beyond words. And if that wasn't enough, and with all the what ifs, the would haves, the should haves, the could haves, and the whys, and I was alone, I turned into a slippery slope where you're spiraling down into a never ending deep abyss where it's difficult, if not impossible, sometimes to pull yourself out of. And despite knowing what to do with my background and expertise, actually applying that knowledge can be a real challenge. So this is where a trusted friend or empathetic coach, in addition to other professionals, play a huge role. For me, it certainly did. And if I had to pinpoint and name what got me out of that void, Well, it was certainly a combination of things. Primarily, it was changing my focus. Changing my focus changed my life. I went from focusing on her death and how she was dearly missed during every holiday, every new memory, believing she is with me in every moment of every day. And I now get beautiful reminders of all the time, all the time that she is still with me. It sounds like a a very intense process to go through, you know, losing the the a loved one, and specifically in that way, it uh, it definitely must have been a very hard experience for you to to navigate through. And you you say here that you you did something known as changing your focus, and that changing your focus uh, was able to assist you to move through it in an elegant way to to honor your sister and when people are listening out there and they've gone through similar exercise experiences in their life and they're, they're trying to work out what are they meant to do you say this thing of changing focus how, how does someone do that like what does it mean to change my focus that's a great question um and in answering that i want to tell how it happened for me because i think that will be a more poignant way of like, getting you know, there. did you just wake up one day and said i'm going to change my <laughs> focus or like like what is it what's the, what's the process yeah no of course not um for me it was a cardinal so a cardinal for those of you that don't know it's a small red bird that's indigenous to the eastern u.s and for some it represents your deceased loved one reminding you that they're still with you and after my sister had died, countless people told me about this in the months following her death. So it was actually last summer, the summer of 2020. And my kids and I had decided to take a road trip across the US. Now I was nervous because prior to this, a long trip for me was a three hour drive. And now we are going to be driving from coast to coast across the US. So um, with just myself, two kids and a puppy. So And quite frankly, had my sister been alive, she would have been with us on that trip. We made the decision in less than 48 hours, a friend talked me into driving in in order to make a a time we had to leave within 48 hours. So it was 5 a.m. 
The car was packed to the brim. It was COVID. So I wasn't sure what to expect if hotels would be open. I threw a tent, sleeping bags, food, just to be prepared. So the car was packed, but every doubt in the world was racing through my head as, as I was backing out of that driveway. I caught this stop sign out of the corner of my eye, just 50 feet down the street. And I, I was backing up, but in my mind, I was like, I'm going to get to that stop sign and I'm turning around. This is crazy. You know, 48 hours ago, this hadn't even been an idea. Um, so I knew what I was going to do, but I continued to back out. The kids and I were talking about how much we miss my sister. And I just backed out of the driveway. I put the car into drive and I slammed on the brakes. Quite literally, this Carnell did a nosedive for the windshield. Whoa. And despite slamming on the brakes and only going about a mile a minute, we missed that Carnell by a fraction of a hair. So after I'd gotten over that initial startle, we all started to laugh and tears were just streaming down my face as I was laughing and crying all at once because in a rush, all those voices, all the images, all those people that had told me about the Cardinals came flooding back all at once. And the kids got the irony without me even explaining it to them. And we all agreed that Suzanne, my sister, it was her reminding us that she was still with us. And from that moment on, I knew my sister was with us in spirit and love that she didn't have to be sitting physically next to me. And that's when our conversation turned from tears, fear, and doubt to happiness and joy and excitement about our new adventure. And we started talking about the fun times we had with her. And suddenly, she really was on our road trip. I have to say that journey across the US was over 2,300 miles one way. And we decided to stop at every national park we could. Our days were long and we were awake no later than 5 a.m. to see every sunrise and watch every sunset from the most beautiful places we can find. And it was through being in nature that I was able to reconnect with myself, my kids, my sister, and my own self-love. I was exercising too, and that probably helped. I was getting more than 15,000 steps a day. So this amazing journey of reconnection was also to whatever terminology you want to use, whether it's mother nature, universe, God, to me, it was an awakening, a rebirth, a new beginning. And life will never be the same without my sister, but I know she's with me. I feel her in my heart. I talk to her probably more now than I ever did. And it doesn't mean that I don't have intense feelings of sadness or intense emotions at times. I do, and it's important to feel our feelings, but nowadays I don't let them overwhelm and overtake my life. She's my inspiration to do better, be better, and achieve more, to create a legacy for her, for me, for my children, for everyone. And what I learned is, what you focus on really does dictate your life. Mm. There's a quote by Tony Robbins um, that says, where energy, where focus goes, energy flows. And for me, that kind of sums up um, my lesson I learned through that journey 
um, that you really can change what you focus on. And when you do, life changes. That's beautiful. I mean, it's such a, a, a deep aha, like an a, a epiphany that you got along the way that led to such a beautiful outcome. So like if you had to boil that aha moment down into like a sentence or two that changed everything for you, what would it be like? Well, like what, what would the key thing be? Um, so the biggest take home is really encapsulated in a quote by Nelson Mandela that, since, that just really resonates with me. And I'm going to read his quote. As I walked out the door to the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. And there's another quote that says, we get to create our life and life doesn't happen, we create it. So where focus goes, energy really does flow. So all these quotes, these words really do capture this turning point in my life. And I'm passionate about this awakening I've had and I want to help others rediscover it for themselves. So I want everyone out there listening, I want you to remember, you can change what you focus on. And when you do, life changes. So how can people, I guess, connect or trust or believe in themselves more? Like, like what can they practically do? So if they're sitting there now, they're listening in, they're understanding you can change your focus, they're understanding that they can, they can shift things in their lives. What can they do to connect or trust or believe in themselves more? Mm, that, that's such an important question. So for me, it's boiled down into two things. Learning to just slow down and breathe and gratitude. But I want to go into those in more detail because early on when people said just breathe, I was like, yeah, I am breathing. I breathe every moment of every day. That doesn't help. So I want to take a moment and talk about the breathing. There's this really powerful tool. It's a technique. It's called box breathing. And it's a tool that the Navy SEALs use. And for those of you who might not be from the United States, um, the Navy SEALs are an elite group of the military. They're the cream of the crop, the top of the top. They have specialized training. When these impossible missions occur, they're the ones that go in and they get the results they want. So if this technique is what they do before they go on missions and if they trust it, to me, that speaks volumes. So what box breathing is, it's, I want you to visualize, actually, I want everyone out there, raise your right index finger. And I want you to just in front of you, draw a box. So we're gonna start at the left lower corner of a box and you're gonna draw a vertical line up towards the sky and then a horizontal line across to your right and a straight line down towards the floor and then a horizontal line back to where you started. So as we breathe, we're just gonna be, each step of the thing is gonna be one corner or one side of the box. And we're going to do it for the count to five. If you look up box breathing, there's so many different ways to do it. Sometimes I use count to four or seven, eight. I like five, five is easy. I like to do it for the count to five and do five rounds. So it's real easy. So we're gonna do it together. Get your finger in that left lower corner of that box and draw your line up, breathe in, two, three, four, five, hold, draw a line across, two, three, four, 
five, exhale, draw a line down, two, three, four, five, hold, draw a line back to the start, horizontal, two, three, four, five. Now, normally I would have you do this for five rounds, but for the sake of time, I'm gonna let you do that on your own. The next piece that you could do while you're breathing or after you're done breathing is to put your hand on your heart. And I want you to call to mind something that you are grateful for, but I don't want it to be like when we're at dinner, sometimes the kids will be like, oh yeah, I'm grateful for the dog and our food and in our house. I don't want it to be a list of things that you just recite. I want you to recall a specific event, something in your life. It could have happened recently. It could be years or decades ago. And I want you to recall it in detail. If you can't recall anything at this point in time that you're grateful for, I want you to think of something that you could be grateful for. If you create an event that you want to happen in your life, think of that and think of it in detail. If you can't envision that, I want you to recall a movie, an episode, something in a movie that touched your heart. The amazing thing about the brain is it does not have to be real for your brain to land on it and for you to visualize and to connect with it. Do whatever you need to do to get yourself into a state of gratitude. So recall it in detail. Mm. And just relish in the, the, the wonderful moments of that memory. And then you can just open your eyes and then take another nice deep breath in and out. And whenever you need to just slow down for a minute or to just drop into your heart, that's what I do. Initially, it might take a little bit of practice as with anything, but soon you'll be able to do it pretty quickly. And it's important for us to drop into our heart when we need to answer important questions in our lives because it's impossible to do it with a logical mind. You really need to connect your mind and body. And that's how I do it. Nice. So some box breathing, some tuning into your heart, bringing up memories from the past that have that specific vibration to it. I think that's some pretty practical things that the listeners can do. I know, I know a lot of the listeners want to find out more about you. And uh, you've got this incredible website up, drtracylovelife.com. So that's uh, D-R-T-R-A-C-Y, lovelife.com. And I know that you've been getting some incredible results with your, your Dream Life uh, eight-week one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching program. So for the listeners out there that want to uh, get in touch with you, I know that they can go to your website and they can actually book in for a conversation to chat about where they're at, uh, what they're looking to achieve. And I know you've got this, uh, this free program that they can do, the AAA Jumpstart Your Life program. So for the listeners out there, if you go to drtracylovelife.com, uh, if you go to .com forward slash elevate, there's actually an entire free course, a free program that you can actually go through to be exposed to Tracy's incredible wisdom. And on our homepage there, you can definitely book in uh, for a phone call 
as well. Tracy, I wanted to find out, have you, have you got any like final tips that you, you would have for our listeners uh, and a message you'd like to wrap up with in some way, shape or form? Uh, yes, absolutely. I want you, um, all our listeners, we, we were just talking about gratitude and that is so important, but um, we're running around every day and especially for so many of us, we're just giving everything we have to everyone else. So at the end of the day, I want you to just recall how you brought value to anyone, to yourself, to your family, to friends, to coworkers. I want you to just recall how you brought value to someone else and just spend 30 seconds reflecting on that and your evening will be wonderful. Oh, nice. So, so in your mind, just reflect on how you've brought value to another person. Absolutely. Instead of thinking of focusing on things outside of yourself, I want you to start focusing mm-hmm. on how you are valuable. And better yet, if you could even write it down and keep a little journal. So when life gets rough, you can look back and you can have a reference of, you know, all these wonderful things and wonderful values about yourself. I love that. I actually love that idea. I, I, I like the concept of uh, actually focusing on the value you've provided to another individual i think that's 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 a nice way of doing it well what's what's the kind of final message you'd love to leave our listeners i want you to just remember love life love you and you have all the answers you have within you become your own legacy nice i love it Tracy, I want to say thank you so much for all of the value that you've shared with our listeners. And I know that uh, for those of you who go right now to drtracylovelife.com, reach out, have a chat with Tracy, find out more about uh, her AAA Jumpstart Your Life program, find out more about her Your Dream Life eight-week one-on-one coaching that she does. She has a wealth of information and value that's going to transform your life. So Tracy, I want to say thank you so much uh, for being on our podcast today. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Uh, Again, you can find out more about Tracy by visiting elevatebooks.com where you'll find a whole bunch more information about her and her incredible book, uh, Elevate Your Results. And always remember, giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. So until we meet again, share your light, live your love and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.